devil on my shoulder shot the angel down the black wolf with the bloodshot eyes stole the wild wolf's howl the furnace in my soul can't burn up to say callous towns keep on looking cold but darkness finds a way What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to announce that a fucking miracle has been bestowed upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, to quote a show that my friends have got me hooked on, it's a Saturnalia miracle <laughs> that is fucking here. <laughs> If, if there was no other way to describe the fucking 
fucking miracle <laughs> that has come here. And you can tell from the laughter, ladies and gentlemen, the, I would say prodigal son, but I don't know if prodigal should, I should be used right now. Let's just say fucking he came back. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, welcome back to the Boochcast. The one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Days never finish. Master got me working. Someday Master set me free. What the hell are you doing? Singing a work song. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you're singing? You're quoting Cartman from South Park? Seriously? No, I was singing. I was singing Niagara Spirituals. Hey, dude, that no. What? First of all, first of all, Gator, they're called Negro Spirituals. What? What? Well, yes, they did grow cotton, but still. <laughs> no, no, that's not what it means. It is such well, the wrong term. Those are not the right words. Right. Their knees helped them grow the cotton. Yes, I understand. None of that makes any sense at all. Yes, at it all. does. Okay, Gator, why are you... Starting the show with Negro Spirituals, Mr. Budirelli. I've been I've been working. The day is never finished. They're working the hell out of me. Who's working the hell out of you? You? Me? What have you been talking about? You've been gone for a month and a half, pretty much. I have not been gone for a month and a half, Mr. Budirelli. I've been doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. <laughs> yes, I have been training the next generation of wrestler. Okay, it is because of me that wrestling shall not suck in the future. In the for future, for your children. So I have to wait years to see good wrestling again is what you're telling me hopefully hopefully six to eight months <laughs> six to eight months okay six to eight months all right six to eight months depending on how long it that it i don't know it's a long story i'm i'm working i'm working okay okay i'm yes. working okay days I, never finished yes I, i'm aware of that gator but you also help the children with your knowledge on the show and you reach more people yes but fuck the people what i don't i don't give a shit about them they're not paying I, because remember i'm a whole yeah, we've established that many times. Like, well, you, yeah. you have the deathmatch scars to prove it. I do have the deathmatch scars. That's the reason why my arm's all fucked up. No, seriously, I've got like a whole scar from where Barbara ripped me right down the front of my forearm on my left hand. No, I believe it. You've told me stories. Well, you've seen my hands all busted up. Yeah, but that was from when you knocked somebody out for saying the F word. Oh, yes, we don't say the F word. Yes. Just wait in the water, wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. What? When have you ever waited in the water? Okay, so there was this one time I had a dog catcher van. Okay, okay, we're we're not talking about that. We're we're no. Well, I tried to send all the Mexicans back to Mexico. No, no, you, you know, no. You know the Sanjays and the Cuchipales and the Patels. Yes, I I, I am familiar with them. Anyway, yes. the van broke down right there by the by by the border and I had to wade in the water to get him across the border. But didn't you yes, get you... caught before you could get them across the border? Uh no, because I had a badge. And by a badge I mean I took a piece of aluminum tape and a piece of cardboard and wrote border patrol. And now, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to dynamite, there is one thing we need to do first, and we're going to hit some high spots here on collision. Now, before we get into collision, there is one aspect of collision we're not going to touch, and it's only because I touched it during Forbidden Door. And that Why'd is, and that was, of course, Naito being announced as the third guy for Sting and Darby Allen against the Suzuki Gods. So we're not going to get into that segment. I already talked about it. But I will say, um, from what I saw, Willow Nightingale advancing in the 
Owen Hart Women's Tournament. Uh, she beat Nyla Rose to get into the tournament, um, the first round match. And of course, as we know, Willow Nightingale uh, had a decent match against Tony Storm at Forbidden Door. And I will say, I'm not completely sold on Willow Nightingale, but I'm seeing improvement. Gator, I don't know if you have, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing improvement. I'm seeing improvement, but but she's still greener than shit. She is absolutely, but at least she's at least she's progressing in the right direction, which is a good thing when you're green. As long as you're moving forward in the right direction, whether it's baby steps or giant steps, as long as you're moving forward, I think that's all that matters. If you're not moving forward and you're fucking up all the time, then there's a problem. Then, of course, there was the eight-man tag with uh, CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks against Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Guns, which I thought was a great match up until the finish. Why you would allow CM, why you would allow Punk's team to take a loss. Now, granted, Ricky Starks was the one who got pinned, so Punk didn't get pinned, but he still took an L, and I have no idea why. There, there's no logic in this. Because... I know why. Why? Wrestling! Because, for one thing, while the guns are good... Like, here's the thing. I like the guns as a tag team. Jay White, I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on Jay White. I can't stand Juice Robinson. I don't know why this fucker has a contract. He can't work. can't talk. He brings nothing to the table. One person... Yeah. I just saw a guy on Twitter recently say he looks like the honeycomb mascot. He looks like Honey Boo Boo and her boyfriend had a child. Yeah. He looks like Donnie from Wild Thornberries if he finally learned to speak. Mm. Like he finally just started putting words together. And in case you're wondering, I literally just came up with that at the top of my head. So for the most part, that was Collision because other than that, there was nothing really special about that. So now we're going to jump into Dynamite, which was in Toronto, Canada. Oh, Canada. We bleed our hearts with piss. <laughs> no? I don't think those are the lyrics. I don't know. I don't know the words. I've never known the words to any damn song I've ever sang. That is very true. Robin Hood and Little John running through the Okay, okay. Picking up the field mice and bobbing them on the head. We're done. Okay. Those are not the right words. So we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. We've got John Moxley with Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Useless against Tomohiro Ishii. Okay, I don't know how to feel about this. And here's why. It started off as your strong style bullshit. Then it was wrestling. Then it was strong style bullshit. I hate these. Let's chop each other and whatever this fucking fighting spirit fucking bullshit. That's not how real men fight. Have you, have you ever gotten in a fight and just punched each other until one guy stopped? No. Usually, if you're in a fight, one guy's punching and the other guy's defending himself. No shit. Wrestling is simulated combat. Simulated combat. If you don't simulate it properly, it looks like a shit. Um, and then. Eddie Kingston came down for some fucking reason because I guess the upcoming pay-per-view in Wembley doesn't have a hardcore match and we want to see Eddie and Moxley do some fucking stupid deathmatch bullshit. Well, I think the reason Eddie Kingston's there is because I think he's trying to convince John Moxley to leave the BCC. I think that's I his plan. Know. I don't really care. I hate it all. I want them all to die. There should have been a nuclear bomb. I, and, the, and the whole chopping thing, I, can, I think I have a theory on why this is uh, becoming a trend. I don't know, but Claudio Castagnoli de deserves better than this shit. Well, the theory I have is ever since, and I mentioned this on Forbidden Door, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, ever since Clash of the Castle, when WWE was in Cardiff, uh, and Gunter and Sheamus had that amazing fucking match. Well, in, the, in that, that match... Different. They did it in a way to make it look like simulated combat, where one guy took it, tried to defend it, and then gave it back to another guy. Yes, but and that's the thing. They were chopping each other, but they did it the right way. Plus, it made sense because they were both big jack motherfuckers, and 
And when you're big jack motherfuckers going back and forth like that, there's some believability. Problem is the guys over here, everybody wants to copy that because that's why it's hard not to look at AEW as an indie fed because indie feds take what WWE does and they copy it, but they take out the reason or the rhyme or the story behind why it's happening and they just do the fucking move just to fucking do it. And AEW doesn't put the A, B, and C together for why that worked over there. Like they say, why does it work over there and not over there? Because they made it work. They knew what the fuck they were doing. Now that's my theory. They're just trying to copy Gunter and Sheamus. And you're not Gunter. You're not Sheamus. One of you is John Moxley, who can't stop bleeding. And the other is yeah, Ishii. Yeah, by the way, how the fuck did he get busted open? When did that happen? And then they tried to justify it on comedy. Uh, comedy. On com Well, it is comedy, that commentary. But it's not the good kind of comedy. No, um, On the commentary, they tried to justify it. Taz did by saying he has very thin skin upon his forehead. Which is probably true, because that's what happens when you don't cut yourself correctly. Exactly. And it was when awesome. you do not gig properly, children, you will have thin skin. Your mother will not like it. You will bleed more than your girlfriend on her period. <laughs> and it won't be good. Actually. And the only reason you will get a hot wife like John Moxley does is because she's got fucking daddy issues more than you do. Exactly. And here, here's how stupid this match got. There's literally a thing on Twitter that says violence begets violence. And when you play the clip, it has Moxley and Ishii both down on all fours headbutting each other. Like and the fucking junkyard dog back in the 80s. No, actually, when I saw that, you know what it looked like? God. It looked like that fight at the end of Tusk. Have you ever seen that movie? For those of you who don't know, that's the one where Justin, where Justin Long got turned into a fucking walrus. And I hated that fucking movie. There's a moment at the towards the end of the movie where the bad guy, the, 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 the guy that put him in the suit, wears a walrus suit of his own and tries to fight him. Because that's the whole premise of why he turned him into a walrus was because he wanted to see if a man could truly be a walrus and also he wanted to eventually fight him because he wanted to give Mr. Tusk the fighting chance he never had. So at, in the, yep. at the beginning of that fight, they're in he's in his fucking walrus suit and he's running at him, roaring like a fucking walrus and they're butting heads and swinging flat. It's the dumbest shit in the world. But that's what it looked like <laughs> when I saw this. I wasn't even thinking Junkyard Dog. Wrestling! But yeah, so and then of course, eventually Moxley gets the win, he hits the Death Rider and Puts us all out of our fucking misery. Kingston talks a bunch of trash, stares him down, basically saying he didn't need them to, to win. And that's kind of why Eddie Kingston was there. He was trying to back down the BCC, but he wasn't interfering in the match. He wanted Moxley to fight him one-on-one -on -one because he's trying to get him away from that group because Eddie Kingston still considers John Moxley to be a brother, but he hates Claudio Castanoli with a passion. For reasons we find out a little bit later, and when we get there, I'm going to express how I feel about that. Then we cut to the backstage area where MJF approaches Adam Cole and congratulates him for getting sick and getting out of his match at Forbidden Door as he wishes he thought of that. MJF says Cole might not be good enough to beat him for the title but they could be a great team. The champion pitches the idea of hanging out this weekend so they could bond. Cole reluctantly agrees. MJF reveals that he got them a tag team t-shirt that says I'm better than you, baby. This was interesting, I guess, because they're being put together in a situation. Well, yes, it's a uh, blind tag team Team Eliminator Tournament. It's blind because we never see them draw the fucking names. And they reveal who they are later, but... they should. You should show me that. Show me them picking their names out of the hat and going, Oh, fuck, I got Adam. You, I got Adam Cole. Oh, fuck, I got Steve. Oh, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Well, they revealed MJF and Adam Cole when they had their confrontation before Forbidden Door. You know, before they went to Forbidden Door. So they, are, they were already revealed to be a tag team. 
team by this point. And Tony Schiavone announced it. So we knew in advance they were going to be a team. But I think the whole concept of this is they're doing it. It's similar to Battle Bowl where they just drew random tag teams, which obviously Battle Bowl, that's a pay-per-view review we're going to be talking about in November. God help us. And we're going to be doing a, and they do is do drawings to that way to pick the tag teams that are going to be in this. And that's kind of the goal. So now they're trying to see if they can get MJF and Adam Cole to bond. Because to be honest, there's a part of me that wants to see them as the tag team champions. Wrestling, I don't know. And then we cut to another section of the backstage area with Renee Paquette, who asks John Moxley about what happened with Eddie Kingston. Kingston gets in Moxley's face, and they argue. Kingston has an issue with Moxley siding with Castanoli. Paquette tells Kingston to fix this, and then basically Moxley's on about putting this Chikara crap behind him. Why? That was my question. Okay, at least I wasn't the only one. What? Why are we including Chikara in this fucking thing? Yes, let's include the company that died. And this is how you know this is a company specifically for Marks. Because only the Marks know about fucking Chikara. I barely knew about fucking Chikara until Gator showed it to me. Well, yeah, yes, and then I, 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 I shit upon it. Yes, but he showed it to me. I went, what the fuck is this? And shut it off. Now, there were some familiar faces I saw in Chikara, but still, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This was some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen, but... So, these two guys have a grudge going back to Chikara, and you want to bring it to AEW. I, I don't understand why. Now, are, are you starting to... Now, for the listeners out there that listen to this show, are you starting to get the picture on why it's hard to take this company seriously? Have you finally processed why they have a hard time growing this business? Have we figured it out yet? No. Because if you haven't, then you're not paying attention and you're brainwashed. If you can't see why this company is struggling to be taken seriously, you are brainwashed. Because no one in their right mind knows who the fuck Chikara is. And even though this is a very niche audience, I would be intrigued to see who in that crowd actually watched fucking Chikara. This is what happens when you do inside jokes on live TV. So now you got something about Chikara. Are you even going to tell the fans what Chikara was? Are we even going to see Chikara footage if Kingston and Claudio actually have a rivalry here? Are we going to pull footage from Chikara and actually show it to tell this story? Or are they just going to continue to hate each other and us sitting here going, why is this being forced? Because I'll be honest, the whole fucking thing feels forced to me. It's like Eddie Kingston woke up one day and decided he hated Claudio. Now we find out this goes all the way back to a company that doesn't exist, that very few people know about, and bringing up this story is not going to draw you money. There is no money to be made in this feud. None. Fucking none. And you're not doing anything to make it draw money. Because the whole thing revolves around Moxley and Kingston. And the thing is, let's all be honest. We know that this is going to lead to some hardcore bullshit. Pretty much, yeah. Because these guys are both known for that, correct? Oh, absolutely. So it's going to end up being, it's probably going to end up being some deathmatch bullshit. Oh, yeah. And they're most likely going to do it in the UK. Probably. It'll be some kind of hardcore deathmatch bullshit. Let's remember the last time they did hardcore deathmatch bullshit. Need I remind you about the sparklers? No, you don't need to remind. If you need to be reminded, you can watch it on YouTube or listen to our video on Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. I said everything I need to fucking say about that. The Sparklers. Yeah, one of the worst moments in the history of AEW. So bad, even Elvis shat upon it. By the way, side note, in the video game, you can set the fucking barbed wire explosion barbed wire match to either the Sparklers or a real explosion. Wait, seriously? (laughs) Yes. Oh my fucking God. Yes. 
I just saw it on YouTube about 20 minutes ago. Oh my God. Yeah, because they're promoting the fact that Fight Forever comes out <laughs> tomorrow or today at the time you're listening to this. By the time you listen to this, the game will already be out. You can go get it. Yes, I may or may not get it just because there is no other wrestling games on my fucking Switch. I'm debating whether or not to get it. And if I do, I'm hoping to set up the Twitch channel to where I can play some of it from time to time. Or if Elvis or Desmond get the game, which I think, I know Desmond definitely wants it. I think I'm going to do it because I hate my life. <laughs> Actually, I say that, but um, but I will get to play Sting in MJF. So yeah, and I think Punk's in the game too. MJF. Well, yeah, MJF. But I'm saying CM Punk's in the game too. Fuck him. I'm a heel. Now, granted, it does have a creation suite that is the shitty. There's only like five faces, so everybody kind of looks the same. But you could figure it out with hair. Well, yeah. Well, that's why they have the hair and the shades and everything else. There's generic faces, but you could add shit to make them different. Almost every creative yeah. wrestler has just about the same face. Yeah. So it's okay. You know, we'll 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 make um. Uh, well, I can't make Mr. Bujarelli because last time I put him in a wrestling game, him and Buff Bagwell both went on a fucking bender. That is not a joke either. And let's just make it clear, this is a wrestling game he's referring to. It was a simulator, and then just like real life, Mr. Bujarelli was unemployed. Anyway, oh, uh, what? No fourth wall breaks. What? That wasn't a fourth wall break. You're unemployed. You that, you no, don't no, have a job. That, 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 the kayfabe, kayfabe. That's not kayfabe. Yes, it's kayfabe, kayfabe. That is not kayfabe. Your dad isn't listening. What do you do for a living, Vinny? I create content. I do freelance social media. He's unemployed. Speaking of hating our lives, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening here because I hated my life while it was going on. We have some trios action. We have Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, and El, El Hio de Vicino, Vicino, whatever the fuck his last name is. Vicino. Uh, versus Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker of the JAS. What was this? What the fuck was this? I'm tired of saying the word cluster fuck but it's the only thing to describe it yeah it was this was a match that in no way shape or form made my nipples hard this is a match that no way shape or form should have been on television this match was so horrible <laughs> that at one point in the match i was hungry i actually went downstairs got myself some cereal some popcorn and a soda and then came upstairs and i actually was making it all downstairs while the match was going on because uh i would rather take a canadian destroyer on the ring apron than continue to watch this <laughs> you motherfucker it was that god Awful. No fourth wall breaks. <laughs> what? I, I didn't break no fourth wall. What? I, I I'm saying it was that horrible. I would rather right, I would right, take that right, I would take right, such a right, painful. Right. Move. It was that horrible. So anyway, we're watching this match and just everything in this match that could piss me off, piss me off. This is the type of match that um we check in with Jim Cornette to make sure he's not dead. Let, let me put it this way: if this becomes a review on his podcast, I will be clicking the link and watching the video. Uh yes, because it's gonna be entertaining to hear him go off on this, especially with Daniel Garcia, or as we're now calling him, Alex Wright 2.0. Um, okay. fucking... Yeah, because he thinks he can dance. Yes. So you think you can dance? Yes. It's like at one point Keith Lee is down on all fours and Garcia's on top of him doing his new goofy fucking dance. And and again, why? Is Even this because that. he's a sports entertainer? Yes, they're trying to emphasize the fact that he's a sports Entertainer. Okay, um, children, it is time for Uncle Gator to do what I do best. We get out the rusty fishing knife. Oh, you've missed this. I know you have. Oh. It is time. These motherfuckers should have been sodomized with the rusty fishing knife for what they did to my business. Yes, it's a travesty what they did. God damn it. This is, they prostituted my bit, Mr. Budgerati. Yes. They prostituted my business. Yeah, I know. They have prostituted my business. Yes. You all deserve to be thrown at a fucking wood chipper. Oh, no, I can't say that because the last time anybody 
anybody said anything. It was like, oh, fuck. Here's it. And then some goddamn AEW fan jumped the fucking rail and was, oh, yeah. oh, we did it. We did it for the real wrestling fans. We did it for the real wrestling fans. If you're going to do something for the real wrestling fans, get a fucking wood chipper. Yes. And take the pieces. Fargo out of here. And we're going to, on that Ooh. note, and on that note, we're going to move on here. Oh, wait. We, we, we skip ahead, skip ahead, blah, blah, blah. So we cut to a video package that highlights the Brian Danielson match with Okada at Forbidden Door. Uh, he broke his fucking arm and still wrestled the last 10 minutes. Side note, respect. <laughs> Wait, who broke his arm? Danielson broke his arm. Okada broke Danielson's arm for a shoot. Yeah, because I didn't catch that. Yes, his arm was broken for a shoot, and Danielson wrestled 10 fucking minutes with a broken fucking arm, including the finish where he put the label lock on with a broken fucking arm. Respect. That's what real wrestlers do. Yeah, and they said that the injury is worse than expected. He could very well end up missing all in. Probably will. I mean, I saw the x-ray because one of the fucking sites had the x-ray up. Yeah. And it the bitch is broke. Yeah. Broke, broke. So basically all in and all out. He could end up missing both shows. Oh, not all out. And obviously that explains why he wasn't here on Dynamite with the BCC. And now we cut to the backstage area with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, the sex gods, as they're interviewed by Renee Paquette. Jericho comments on sharing the ring with Sting at Forbidden Door and says facing each other on TBS is poetic, considering WCW. Uh, Jericho says he's tapping into his primordial ooze and Sting will face the pain maker tonight and he vows to leave Sting a bloody mess. Okay, so <laughs> what was the point of this? <laughs> The point of this was for Jericho to uh, basically explain what happened because apparently this challenge was issued during the Forbidden Door media scrum. So rather than replay the media scrum, they basically tried to remind everybody here that this would be a tornado tag team match with no disqualification. Which, which means that there's no rules, even though that's not what a tornado tag team match means. Exactly. It just means everybody's in the ring. It doesn't mean that there's there's no DQs, but we have to have the no DQs because because we deal with lazy booking. But anyway. Yeah. The whole point of this was for Jericho to basically announce to everybody we're going to see him as the pain maker, which is his New Japan persona, was the pain maker to make fun of Okada when he feuded with Okada. Because Okada calls himself the Rainmaker. Who fucking cares? I don't, but apparently AEW and New Japan marks, they care. And he vowed to leave Sting a bloody mess, which did not happen. Get to that later. And I was going to say this right now, and I'd like to make this clear to everybody. If you don't plan on busting someone open, don't say you're going to leave them a bloody mess and then there's no blood. Like, like seriously, just say, I'm going to beat up Sting. I'm going to hurt Sting. I'm going to break his spirit. Say something that's more realistic. Don't say, I'm going to leave you a bloody mess and then there's no blood. That makes you look stupid. Wrestling! And now, obviously, we're skipping this match. However, there is one thing we do have to address. And now, obviously, like we said, the next match was, of course, uh, the Elite versus the Dark Order. Now, we're not going to talk about the match, but there is one aspect of this that we have to discuss because it concerns the show. And that is after this bullshit match took place with all its retarded fuckery. And afterwards, we had the Blackpool Combat Club and Takeshna coming out. Take a shit up. Yes. Normally, I would call him Take a shit up, but he did such a great job at Forbidden Door. I'm dropping 
stopping to take a shitter. Is he actually? Oh, he gets to keep his name? Yes, because I was forced to watch this with Elvis. I didn't recap it on the pay-per-view, but I'll say it here. He fucking kicked ass at this fuck. He was the only person not making a joke out of the business when he got in that ring. He was fucking <gasps> awesome. Takesha did a job well done. I have to do something that I've never done. What's that? Job well done there. Uh, how do you say his name again? Takeshka? Takeshna, yeah. Takeshka. I will now I will now refer to him with his Christian name. Yes, we're calling him by his Christian name because he did a great job at Forbidden Door. He was actually wrestling, working, and doing believable shit while everyone around him was doing fuckery. Now, after all this happens, Moxley grabs the microphone, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually glad that Gator is joining us today because Gator made a prediction on this show months ago when all this shit with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club started, and to quote a certain individual he is close to, wouldn't you know who won the pony? We are going to see on July 19th, Blood and Guts with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Gator, you called it. Blood and Guts is happening. I told you so. You did. I thought it was going to be the women at some point because of the whole situation between Hater and Old Girl and um, the Outcast. Yeah. But then it just kept getting to, yeah. So, yep, Blood and Guts. But now, herein lies the problem. We now have a dilemma here on the Boochcast. Because as you know, ever since the media scrum that Punk had at the last All Out, Gator and I have invoked a rule on the show. We call it the Elite Rule. Basically, any matches or segments involving the Elite, we do not acknowledge, we do not talk about, because we both agree that the Elite are a bunch of cancer cells and are not worth talking about in any motherfucking way. Because if this company fails, which I don't want it to, but if it does, it is 100% the Elite's fault. Totally. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. But as you know, Blood and Guts is the theme of the... the it's literally the episode is called Blood and Guts, with the main event being Blood and Guts. And it's hard to talk about Blood and Guts without mentioning the Blood and Guts match. So, Gator, here's the decision we need to make. We have two options in front of us. We can either A, suspend the elite rule for one night, watch the match and recap it, or we take this week off. Or we can put a poll out on Spotify and we can have the people vote and decide whether or not we should recap Blood and Guts or take the week off. No, fuck, fuck the people. I, uh, fuck the people. We're taking the week off. Fuck it. Because, you know, I work too hard to have to deal with this shit. Gator's looking for an excuse not to show up, even though he hasn't shown up for the last month and a half. But Pretty much. Thank you. You're off. giving me the night off. I'm taking it. Well, I'm saying it's an option because here's the thing. I know there's other matches on Blood and Guts, but it makes no sense to do an episode entitled Blood and Guts and not talk about Blood and Guts. We would kind of have to. And we should not let the people vote. I don't know. I kind of feel like we should now because I'm feeling like the fans are going to be pissed if we don't let them vote. No, fuck the fans. We I'm can't. a heel. Fuck all of y'all. All of y'all are dirty. You don't wash yourselves. You're uneducated. Well, thank you, Andy Kaufman. Here, listen to Uncle Gator now, okay? You take the soap. You put it on the rag. Then you wash your face. You wash all of your face. You get the dirt, the grime, and the fucking coal off your fucking face, you dirty black mung motherfuckers. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. That's just our fans in West Virginia and Kentucky. Okay, let's not. No, fuck our fans. Fuck no. all of them. I'm cutting a goddamn promo. No, Gator. Gator. I got the week off. Fuck sick. Well, now you're putting me in the baby face position, which means now I got to put out the poll. No, don't put out the poll because I won't. Uh, do I not put, put in the poll. I need to put do in the poll. I do not want to do that. Okay, I don't, I'm not doing it. All our fans are dirty. Hey. Even my fans are fucking idiots. 
We have to put in DePaul. No, we don't put in DePaul. My fans are fucking idiots. All of your fans. If they, if you think Vinny Vucci's funny, you deserve to be sodified with a rusty fishing hey, knife. Fuck you, you motherfucker. No, I'm just saying. I'm just no, saying. No, no, this no, no, is... no, 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 no. I am funny, motherfucker. I got headline shows to prove it. I'm fucking funny. Don't ever. So I, do I. I got a goddamn special. When's it airing? Um, it aired two weeks ago. Where's the link? You were gonna send me a link. Oh, I'll send you the link. Send me the link. Let me put it up. So fans can see it. Yes, it's called We're Gonna Get Letters. I'm just saying, if, if we can't see it, it didn't really take place. I am not showing up that night. I'm just telling you this now. All right, so Gator's gonna puss out again. Because when the going gets tough, he's a coward. Look, have you not learned anything from MJF? Cowards win every time. We don't have to do nothing. Well, as the head of the Boochcast, I can do something, and... I'm going to do a poll. We're going to put a poll out, and we're going to decide. And you, you audience are going to decide. You are now You can't decide. hold me to that. Yes, I can. You are the AEW correspondent. <sighs> we have a verbal binding contract. If the fans vote for it, you have to show up. <sighs> We have a legally binding verbal contract. Well, these people are so stupid. They don't know how to work the goddamn internet anyway, so they're not going to vote for it. Fuck it. All right, so we're going to put out a poll, and it's going to say, yes or no, do we recap the blood and guts? If yes gets the most votes, we'll be here on the 19th, and for that one night only, and circle, underscore, highlight the words, one night only, we will <laughs> suspend our elite rule and watch the match. If no gets the most votes, then we will take I'm that vacation we will take that week off both of us there will be no aw recap that week and we will come back side note if zachary scott is the only yes vote it does not fucking count that you know what that is fair because the vote is up to the fans and zach is technically not a fan he works for the show he works for the show so zach's vote would not count i'm being generous gator i will give you that yes i even go as far to say this if i vote no and i'm the only no vote and that's the only one that works that doesn't count either yeah our votes don't count it's only the fans that count. So cast your vote. In fact, the poll, now I'm probably going to do, now I'm trying to see how I'm going to do the poll. Most likely it's going to be in the Spotify. When you guys go to Spotify, there's a poll to allow you to do that. That's where I'm going to put the poll, right there. You mean you're going to put in DePaul? Yes, I'm going to put in DePaul, and it's going to be in there on Spotify. Go check it out, and I'll put a little reminder in there too to vote yes or no on us recapping Blood and Guts on July 19th. And I'm going to extend it to July 18th will be the cutoff date. So that Tuesday will be the cutoff date. So by that time, we will make the decision on Tuesday whether we will do AEW or skip it. I hate you all. So on that note, we see a video package hyping up a collision this coming Saturday where we're going to see Samoa Joe and Roderick Strong competing in the tournament with the winner to face CM Punk in the second round. And then we got Powerhouse Hobbs and Dustin Rhodes that are also competing against the other in the tournament as well as Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson. So Gator, out of these three, who do you want to see advance? Samoa and Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe. Obviously, I'd love to see him and Punk one-on-one. Um, how about Hobbs and Rhodes? I really don't care. I, I want to go with Dustin because I feel like he deserves better. I mean, Dustin, well, Dustin does deserve better, but I've been saying that about some of the men on this show for a long time, and I'm just tired of saying it. And then there's Ricky Starks and Juice <laughs> Robinson. It's a given. Ricky Starks, get Juice Robinson off the fucking TV for the love of God. Yeah, exactly. Just keep going. Anyway, moving on. So backstage, uh, 
Roderick Strong tells Adam Cole he can't trust MJF. The world champion interrupts and tells Cole they should get out of here, and MJF and Cole leave together. Yeah, because Adam so totally trusts MJF. Um, yeah, I got something I want to say about this. As you guys know, earlier in the show, when Gator and I were having a little tiff back and forth, we were getting a little snippy. It's, we apologize. We're old. We're tired. We're beat up. We work with fucking children. Um, well, I actually do work with fucking children. <laughs> exactly. That's And I work with Zach, so you get what I mean. So, uh, yes, yes, so, yes, 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 yes. We're going to get Texas. Yes, I'm going to get a text <laughs> message for that one. So, in this segment, at one point, Adam Cole's talking about, I'm just playing along with MJF. I'm not really going to do anything. And Roderick Strong said something that bugged me. Roderick says to Adam Cole, aren't you worried MJF is going to watch this back? Okay. Now, Gator, if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. But isn't the whole point of having that segment to not acknowledge there's a fucking camera there? <laughs> Isn't that the whole fucking... When you film these backstage segments, unless you're cutting a promo, then you look into the camera. But when you're doing a backstage segment, you're talking to somebody, you're doing a little conversation, the whole point of that is to not look into the camera. We've got different ideas on this because I like the old interview style of you look right at the camera, you talk to the people, you do your promo. Yes, and if you're being interviewed, you should. But this is not an interview. It's a segment (laughs) with people talking to each other. The whole point of that is not to look at the camera. You're supposed to be doing a segment like we can't see you wrestling. wrestling first of all you can say that about any fucking show like, oh is he gonna go and watch this back oh MJF doesn't even like wrestling he's not gonna watch this back he shouldn't be watching it back cause if watching it back was an option there would be no backstage segments you fucking morons yeah, this is true. Why would you have backstage segments to begin with where you're plotting shit if somebody could easily go watch the freaking show? Wrestling! Fucking morons. Think before you talk. Look, we all know wrestling is a work, but the key is to not make it so fucking obvious. Vinny. What? Move, moving on. Yes, we're going to move on. And we're moving on to... Ooh, this is going to be a good one. Uh, we have Jungle Boy Jack Perry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jungle Boy <sighs> comes to the ring. His typical theme song plays. And he's waving his arms for a brief moment. Then he says, cut it off. He says the fans ruined it and they'll never hear it again. Perry says he's still cashing checks and banging the hottest bitch in the locker room. That is true. Perry questions whether he turned on Hook or if everyone else turned on him. He calls Hook a prick and says the FTW championship isn't officially recognized and he says Hook is a fraud Perry says Jungle Hook was special because of him and Hook was lucky to be in the ring with him. He turns the tension to Taz before saying he's going to take the title from Hook. Hook charges the ring. Perry runs away. Hook chases Perry into the crowd the camera follows him backstage and Perry drives away. Okay, this kid can't be a baby face. Why do you think he's going to be a heel? He's got no fire as a baby face so we're going to see him get some energy and some meanness as a heel? Nope. <laughs> I felt he fired up in this promo. I thought he did pretty good. No, Vinny, Vinny, if you're going to be a heel, you go for the jugular. True. I mean, look, I'm not saying there's things he couldn't have done better, but it's a hell of a lot better than what the fuck he's been doing the last few months. That's true. That's true. And he is fucking Anna J. We have to applaud that. Yeah, but I liked it because here's why I like it. First of all, he's acknowledging he's getting rid of the theme song. Which his... he doesn't need as a heel. Yes, exactly. Like, when you're a heel, you get rid of shit like that so the fans don't cheer you when you walk to the ring. Or they don't fucking sing your song to you while you walk to the ring, Jericho. Yeah, that's the whole point of being a heel is to get rid of the song, come out to something different, so the crowd, it kills the momentum. Because when fans hear that song, they have been programmed and brainwashed at this point to go, oh, 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 oh. 
they wave their arms. Yes, but it, yeah, Gare, audio podcast. They can't see the arm waving. So No, but I am. I'm doing that right now. Oh, I, well, I was doing it. Jungle life is far away from the ocean. Yes. Now, my arm, I'm Tarzan, boy. Yes. Now, the one thing I liked about this that I felt should have been experienced when he said, did I turn on Hook or did everyone turn on me? You know what I would have liked to have seen there? Be, and because people in AEW do this already. So Jungle Boy might as well do it too. Acknowledge the hate you've been getting on social media since that convention. Because that's yep. the reason the fans turned on you. Was because we found out at that Love of Wrestling convention, which is the irony of all of this, that Jungle Boy was an antisocial prick with bad anxiety at a fucking fan convention. Now, the only here's my thing. The only way you can have bad anxiety at a fan convention is if you've been either shot at, stabbed, or had people jump over the guardrail on you. And I don't think Jungle Boy's had any of that, to my knowledge. Exactly. People like Cornette, uh, fucking Bobby Eaton, those kind of guys, them old school guys. Hell, even me, I've had motherfuckers pull guns on me and I've been jumped, I've been jumped on. I'm just saying, you have to understand, there are guys in this business who have been attacked because they were heels. Vinny, correct me when I'm wrong. Oh, Paul Lee's been attacked. Yeah. He actually had to conceal and carry because a fan, this woman jumped the guardrail, attacked him. Hell, I have a video somewhere. I think I still have it. It might be sent to my computer. If it got deleted, I'm sorry, but I was at a show where Paul Lee had a bunch of kids chucking water bottles at him because he told the kids that Santa wasn't going to bring them presents this year because they booed him and didn't buy his merch and they threw fucking bottles at him. He had to get a chair to deflect the shit. It was <laughs> Paul fucking... Lee. I love Paul Lee. It was fucking... And, he had to, and he's running to the back, but they were literally like throwing this shit at him. Like, I've seen fans go nuts at shows. Like, it happens. I've had I've had motherfuckers jump over the guardrail on me trying to kill me. I've had a shoe thrown at me. It was a Nike Air Force One, and yeah. I kept it. I actually sold that shoe to uh, Zach Gowan for like 50 bucks, so it was cool. Okay, cool. But I'm just saying, I would love to see Jungle Boy say something like, you know, you all turned on me. Why? Because I didn't want to do your stupid little shout out that was included in a package that I didn't even approve. Because I'm supposed Ooh. to just dance like a monkey for you virgin neckbeards whose mothers probably had to spend their hard-earned money to get you that package. I love you because you know how to cut a promo. <laughs> yes! I was put on this planet just to amuse every single one of you. Well, I, I don't give a damn about every single one of you asking me what my favorite match is. You know what my favorite match is? The one I'm in with my hand raised in victory. Otherwise, I don't need to watch anything. I'm not going to waste my time sitting on the couch watching wrestling. I'm an adult. I got better things to do with my day off. Fucking milk that shit, man. Like, you know why I went to that fan convention? Because they paid me to sit in a chair. While you're collecting autographs, I'm collecting fat checks. Hell, most of you losers got my autograph just so you could sell it to a friend because you're too lazy to get a real job fucking kill him i would have done all of that but i'm just saying gator doesn't that sound like a promo jungle boy should cut yeah get them angry like there's so many other things jungle boy could have did with that line but instead he just he went to hook and the ftw title which okay i know you're trying to get to that but you could have took that little detour then circle it back to hook and the ftw title and this title's not important but it's important to you and that's why i want it circle it all back then 
then well, your yeah. ass can draw money. Yes. That, that's my only complaint with the promo was he should have gone deeper into that. Because ultimately, that's why Jungle Boy lost fans. Not just because his promo skills have gone down tremendously. Like, as I said it before, I'll say it again. After his match with Christian at Revolution, I thought he was going to be the next top babyface. I really did. I saw him being the guy out of all the pillars to be the credible guy against MJF. If you'd have told me that top babyface was going to be Darby Allen, I would have said you're out of your mind. But I was wrong. Now, granted, Darby Allen's kind of relapsing on me, so I'm not as into Darby as I was during the pillar feud, but Jungle Boy with this heel turn, it can go places. Like I said, I enjoyed it because it's the best promo he's cut in months, but it could be better, and I hope he expands on it. Like, let the fans have it because they did turn on you because you were exposed as being a fucking prick. We out here on the show, we let Jungle Boy have it because you're a babyface. You're supposed to be likable, and we found out you're not a real likable guy. Sorry, Jack Perry. Turns out you're kind of a prick who doesn't like to go to fan conventions or gets uncomfortable around large groups of people. Uh, hold on, I'm sorry. Gator's messaging me. He really wants to talk right now, so I'm going to turn it over to him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm aggravated because there are guys in this business who have gone through way worse, who really have anxiety about being around the people. And for this young punk-ass little motherfucker to be, I don't want to be around people. They got anxiety. They got anxiety. You little fucking prick. But, like I said, I'm intrigued to see where they go with this heel turn, but I think this is going to work out great for Jungle Boy. Uh, and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Ruby Soho with Tony Storm and Soraya versus Alexia Nicole. Uh, Vinny, this is all you. I had to take a shit. <laughs> well, you didn't miss much. This was basically a squash. But the only thing he did was Ruby Soho locked in Britt Baker's lockjaw submission to tap out Nicole. Because she was supposed to be working Britt anyway, but Britt got sick because she was around Adam Cole. Which I think has Baby. to be the reason because Adam Cole was sick and Miss Forbidden Door. Now Britt Baker's sick and missing dynamite. It, it does kind of make sense. I mean, I think they even said that on commentary. Yeah. Soho <laughs> gets a microphone and knows that Britt Baker missed the show because she was sick. So she hopes Baker and Cole never have kids because they would be weak bastards. I can't believe I missed that. That's great. Soho <laughs> looks back on her first match with Baker and says she loves who she is now. She calls Baker a shell of her former self. Soho says Baker barely beat her last year, but the outcast has taken everything from Baker and she's going to take Britt's chance to win the tournament away from her. Wrestling! Yeah, because now they're going to have the match next week on Dynamite since Britt couldn't show up for this one. So I they... thought it was on Collision. Is it on Collision? I think it's on Collision. Um, Okay, I was under the impression it was going to be Dynamite next week. I think it's Collision. All right, if it's, it's if it's Collision, then it's Collision, but I do think it's going to be Dynamite because I think they got enough matches for Collision this Saturday already, so you might as well put it on next week because give Britt an extra week to, you know, heal up. Then we cut to the backstage area with QT Marshall and Johnny TV, who discuss his arrival and preview their match on Rampage. Okay. Uh, apparently, Johnny TV is supposed to be who we know as Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, John Morrison. Johnny Elite. Yeah, so he was already Johnny Elite. Why the fuck are they calling him Johnny TV now? Because he's with QTV. Oh, my God. God, give me a fucking break. So already, I'm not liking this, and it's on Rampage, so we don't give a fuck. So we're going to move on now to the main event of the evening, the Tornado Tag Team Match. We have The Painmaker, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, Les Sex Gods versus Darby Allen and Sting. 
this was not a tornado tag match. This was a tag team fucking no holds barred smaj, and that's all it was. It was a waste of my fucking time. Sting deserves better than this. Chris Jericho is a fucking idiot. Did you see the sword fight with the fucking bats? Yeah, but I mean that was kind of cool though. No, no, it wasn't. Well, look, if you and somebody else are holding a bat, it would naturally make sense that you would want a sword fight with the bat. So to me, that spot was believable. Until somebody misses and hits somebody in the face because it's dangerous. Well, yeah, but it's Jericho and Sting. They know what they're doing with the bats. Yes, this is true. This is true. But I will say this, though. What was the point of Sting diving off the ladder through the table? Old age got to him. And isn't that bother me? Is that how do you have two tables and one breaks and the other one doesn't? You realize that's considered a botch. If you just have one table and it breaks, it's success. If you have two tables well, and only one breaks, that's a botch. The second table was only there to catch his fall. That it? Mm? So they basically just had it there to support him because God forbid he goes through the table. God forbid he overshot it, yeah. So if he overshoots it, he goes through the second table and Sammy's just fucking laying on the first table. <laughs> still looks stupid. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. It still looks stupid regardless. The move shouldn't have been done to begin with. Not with a 65-something-year-old man. Well, I would prefer the 65-year-old because at least the 65-year-old, it's like, holy shit, that's interesting. Yes, his name is not Terry Funk. Yeah, it's Sting. And Sting's already pretty much been New Jack without the staple guns because he's what? been diving off that's of shit since he's been in AEW. Also, there was no reason whatsoever for a ladder to be involved in this match. If there is nothing hanging above the ring for you to climb up and grab to win the match, or if nobody in the match has the last name Hardy, there is no fucking reason for a ladder to be involved in this goddamn match. So, really, those are my two biggest complaints, was the table spot and the time, ladder. Time, 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 time. Christian Cage is included in that group. Actually, he's not because... Christian's thing was the chairs. That's true. Go ahead. Although, the one aspect of the match I did like was the Judas effect that knocked Darby Allen out of the ring. I oh, that, that was, was nice. That was all right. That was well done. Uh, Sting using the bat to break free from the walls of Jericho. Uh, Sting going the Stinger Splash, Jericho catching him with the Code Breaker. I thought that was a great counter. Sting counting the Judas Effect with the Scorpion Death Drop was also great. But I did have an issue with the finish when Sting locked in the Scorpion Death Lock and Chris Jericho tapped out. I, I wasn't cool with that. Because I feel like Darby Allen should have pinned or tapped out Sammy G. Yeah. Because then, even though Sting and Jericho fought, neither one of them has pinned or submitted the other. So now you got something to build to all in. Yeah, all in. Or out. Or, or out, out, whatever you want to do. But I'm saying, you have something you can build to, but now that Sting has tapped out Jericho, there's not much you can do with this now. So I felt like that killed any chance of them having a one-on-one -on -one match, because why would I want to see them fight one-on-one -on -one when Sting just tapped him out on TV? Why would I pay to see it on pay-per-view? Everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. <laughs> and they're all booking the show, unfortunately. That officially will wrap up uh, this recap of a W Dynamite. Uh, Gator, thanks for uh, finally coming back, and hopefully we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Well, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show, as well as great content. Be on the lookout for the episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment. Dropping this week, myself, uh, the Wens, and Desmond will be giving our predictions for 
WWE Money in the Bank taking place this Saturday on the Peacock. And of course, that'll be available to you guys on the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, as I mentioned before, our episode of Dark Side of the 90s, we got the last three episodes coming out to you guys. Uh, right now, currently, uh, you can catch uh, The Rise of Rush Limbaugh. That's already dropped if you haven't seen it already. Earlier today, we had the episode Y2K Paranoia Will Destroy Ya drop on the YouTube channel. And next Thursday will be The Morning Show Wars. And now, Dark Side of the 90s is officially done, but we do have some other Dark Side videos and series coming out soon. Uh, we got Dark Side of Football coming soon, Dark Side of Comedy coming soon, uh, Season 4 of Dark Side of the Ring, we're going to be working on that, and of course, there's another Dark Side, but I'm not going to reveal what that is yet. It'll be coming to you guys soon as well. I'm getting stuff working out there, so we're definitely getting some YouTube content churned out for you guys, so subscribe now. Check out what we got, and check out what's coming. And of course, you can also follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you join us for the biggest party of the summer that will be taking place at El Casa de Dolinsky. And of course, we have a live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99. So $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>